Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 17 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me. Today is part two of the value of setting annual goals and why. Last week, I talked about how I begin each calendar year with a time of goal setting, where I sit down and begin to review the previous year's goals and look forward to what God might have in store for me in the coming year. And another uh, reason why I do this is that goals help me to know where I am and where I'm going. It helps me measure what I have accomplished to see progress and movement. And this goal-setting exercise that I use has helped me to see where there might be some gaps and where I need to reset or refocus. The reality is that goal setting has helped me to accomplish more than I would have if I just kind of went with the flow, just went by the spirit. Also, as I mentioned last week, my approach to goal setting has worked well for me, and that's the reason I thought I might share it with you. The hope is that you will find it helpful for you and can at least draw something from this process that you can use and that will enable you to be more effective in your ministry. Now, those that know me know that I love alliteration. I mentioned this last week, so it's no surprise that I've laid out my process into uh, three steps, the three R's, the three R's of annual goal setting. And last week, I talked about the first R, review. You start the goal setting process by reviewing the goals you set the previous year. And the number of goals is up to you. Uh, For me, it's goals that I set in six particular areas of my life, my spiritual life, my marriage and family life, my ministry and and church life and responsibilities, my physical life and well-being, my mental and and mental growth uh, part of my life, and my financial life as well. So each year I begin by evaluating what I did well in the previous year and where I came up short. And if I fell short of the goal, I ask myself, what can I do to reverse these trends? Those are my first thoughts as I begin to set next year's goals. So last week, I talked about the review process. And if you missed it, I invite you to go back and listen to that nine, 10 minute podcast. Today, I want to talk about the two next two R's. Uh, Number two, the second R is to reflect to reflect on what's coming, to reflect on what lies ahead. As I mentioned, while uh, checking off my accomplishments, the things that I did well, etc., I also begin to think about the new year. What's coming up? What will be different? What should be different? What will be the same? Or what do I need to build on? And as I mentioned, I moved across the country last year. I left a highly visible administrative role as a conference president and returned to the local church. So some of my ministry and church goals need to change because my job description, my responsibilities, uh, my opportunities for impact come in a different form. Uh, So I reflect, I think, I plan. Thinking about the coming year helps me uh, to prepare, but it also helps me in a couple of additional ways. One, it provides an opportunity to process life events. You know, we are all busy. We go through our day with a wide variety of activities and, and meetings, 
Uh, we we ha- struggle to take time to reflect on our goals, on, on what's happening in our lives, on the things that will help us uh, to process and and that will help us understand what we are experiencing. See, reflection allows us to think deeply about what is happening and the emotions that correspond to the life goals that we are pursuing. Reflection allows us to evaluate, to determine if our everyday actions are consistent with all that we have said we want to accomplish or how we might want to live or have said we want to live our lives. And reflection helps us to see how God is working in our lives, to pause and to notice how we are growing and developing as individuals. So it helps uh, to process and it helps the development in the development of goals. And, and secondly, another additional uh, benefit is that reflection provides a chance to create space to listen and to hear from God. It is absolutely true that God and His Spirit speak to us in a still, small voice. And many times in life, we are moving so fast, we are operating at such fast speed and pace that his quiet voice is drowned out by the loudness and the busyness of our frenzied existence. Reflection provides us with the quiet time to sit still and focus our attention on what God wants to say to us. Now, this may take place during the meditation of Scripture, or it may be in a time of prayer, or in that time of silent listening to God. I believe and have found that the spiritual discipline of silence is one that few of us practice, but that all of us need. Do we take the time to sit in stillness and give God a chance to speak to us? Times of reflection provide us with the quiet that we need to fully embrace all that God might be saying to us or want to say to us. So, The second R I have discovered the hard way over the years is to reflect. So review, reflect, and the third R is to record. Record your goals for the current or upcoming year. Write them down. Goals in your head are goals that go nowhere. Anything you really want to accomplish needs to be written down. Oh, and (laughs) I'm not talking about goals Uh, writing down goals like you would for a boss or a classroom or an assignment. Now, uh, my, my thinking is, like the Apostle Paul, I'm trying to run with endurance the race that God has marked out for me, so I write goals that help me to run right, to run well, and to run for the long haul. Uh, hopefully this is helpful, but let me just share uh, with you some of my, uh, what some of my 2023 goals look like. In my marriage or in my family, it's take two vacations with just my wife, Lori, and take one vacation with the whole family. That's my two daughters and sons-in-law. Another one is to love Lori, my wife, deeply. Uh, Another one is to spend individual time each week with my adult daughters. In my spiritual life, I've set a goal to start an accountability group with three or four pastors in my area. Remember, I just moved into this new area. I've also set a goal to read and study uh, the book of Proverbs again and to reread the Gospel of Mark. I always like to choose one Old Testament book and one New Testament book to really immerse myself in. Uh, In my ministry or the church, I have a goal of this year to mentor 
or coach new uh, pastors, new individuals, and of course to produce uh, great podcasts, hopefully great podcasts for the pastor's coach. In my physical life, here's the goal. I want to lose 15 pounds in the first half of the year. I lose 15 pounds. In my mental or knowledge or personal growth area, I want to read 30 books in 2023. In my financial life, I want to increase my retirement savings. You get the idea. For me, goal setting is for things that require effort uh, and uh, planning. Uh, So sometimes I'll set, as you heard there, I'll set some numerical goals. Uh, This is for things that are easy to, uh, you know, to slack off on. Uh, Tracking these numbers enables me to measure the quality of my year by comparing this year's numbers to last year's numbers. Also, I don't often put dates uh, beside most goals because many of them will require the whole year to accomplish. So they'll remain open until December 31st. But some, like the losing weight in the first half of the year, uh, won't get accomplished if I wait until the end of the year. So I put a fixed date on it. Uh, Some of my goals are more of a value than a goal. You know, one of my goals to love my wife Lori deeply is more of a value than a goal. But I put it on the list because I like reading it every time I read things that are important to me. Then, I guess I'll add one more R, a bonus, I guess, R. Uh, revisit your goals monthly. Uh, I do this because it keeps me focused on the goals that get accomplished. You know, one pound uh, off my body, one more book read, one more dollar saved. Uh, and it also reminds me of the goals that still need to be accomplished. Now, some people say goals are not for everybody. I disagree. I think goals are for everyone who wants to be diligent with their life, and that should be everyone. The Apostle Paul says, make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We're going to be distracted, so we have to make the most of every opportunity. That's what he tells the Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 16. 2023 is a big opportunity. You can't know where your money is going unless you record what you're spending, and you can't know where your time is going unless you record the important things you do or want to do with your time. That's what goals are, the important things you want to get done with your most limited asset, your time. So do it today, this week. Think about what you want to accomplish this year. Write some goals, revisit them regularly, and then uh, one more art. I can't help myself. Rejoice over them. Rejoice, celebrate over your progress and success throughout the year. Join me in making 2023 a goal-setting and goal-accomplishing year. Thanks for joining me today. I want to invite you again to subscribe to this weekly podcast, to let others know of this resource, to to share it on your uh, social platforms or however else uh, might work for you, and to leave a positive review if you have found this helpful. And if you want to contact me, you can do so at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Talk to you next week.